The desert shimmers at moments as if it owned the whole planet, and we needed it to be so. Etel Adnan. I had a dream last night that a rainbow was burning. I had a dream last night that the war fit on the tip of a finger. I had a dream last night that a scream did not need a hill to gather speed to reach the people. I had a dream last night that a border wall was built. Carved into the wall were millions of alcoves. In the center of each was a bright red candied apple. The wall was a mausoleum, part altar, part orchard. I had a dream last night that I met a woman made of bricks. She took herself apart, brick by brick, and became a pile of bricks. I had a dream last night that my teacher was sitting on the edge of the roof of an old building. She had just given us our final exam, which was to speak extemporaneously for 10 minutes on a single subject, any subject. I went last. I closed my eyes and said, Someday the earth will become the moon, beaten, abused, extinguished, and yet indispensably radiant to some other life. Then I stopped. I looked around the room. My classmates were frowning. Then the teacher opened the window. I had a dream last night that I taught writing to young children on a farm, rolling hills, animals grazing, outbuildings spread acres apart. Day one, I was an hour late because I was trying to make a small book of poems to give to my students, but was not able to achieve more than a disheveled stack of paper. Sorry I'm late, I said. I was trying to make a book for you. The students were in their seats. I showed them the stack. The paper curled, then cracked as of burning. The first book I made, maybe also the last. The classroom was in a small shed with a mossy roof and sawdust on the floor. Ropes hung from a winch mounted on the ceiling. One boy with alert, worried eyes reminded me of a salamander I had seen years ago in Versithia. I had a dream last night that while walking in the woods, I came upon a steep hill covered in tree stumps on which children were doing military exercises. One of the children climbed on a stump, pointed at the sun and I, with one black spot and shouted, five billion years. I had a dream last night that I went to a rock opera performed by teenagers they sang so softly, and the speakers were turned down so low that nothing could be heard, so the rock opera had to be interpreted by the looks on the teenagers' faces. I had a dream last night that I was watching a River Phoenix biopic starring a young Yo-Yo Ma, circa early 1980s. I had a dream last night that I arranged, after dark, in an empty field, four video projectors facing each other in a square. Each projector played a different movie. 
When I turned them on, the combined throws of their light created a perfect cube composed of all four movies. I had a dream last night that I was watching a movie that was an eight-hour shot of a young woman pulling long black hair out of the drain of her bathroom sink. I had a dream last night that I was walking down a narrow street in Beirut. The street was wet, had been hosed down, and was in partial shade. I was not aware of any men, only groups of women, hanging colors. I had a dream last night that I hesitated before diving into a pond. I had a dream last night that I visited a scientist in his home. He opened the door, then disappeared. I was left to discover my way through his house. I opened the door onto a dark swimming pool. There were many colorful fish. I dived in, swam below the roots of the house, down through the fish until the fish were all gone. The water above was black, with intermittent vagrancies of dull, trailing light. Below me were rocks, massive rocks, and the crevices were thin threads of coral. I had a dream last night that I was launched, without parachute, straight into the sky, where I rose above the clouds. At the point when my momentum slowed, and it seemed certain I was going to fall back to Earth, a ledge appeared. I put my hands on the ledge and pulled myself up. There was, on the ledge, an arrangement of noodles. I was ecstatic. I was not going to starve in the sky. But I also knew that I was not going to return to Earth. Noodles were my only consolation. Suddenly, no amount of sky was enough. I was choking. Earth looked from the ledge like a fragment of coral reef. Not only was I not going to return, there would be no reason. Everyone I knew and loved was already dead, by virtue of the fate of endless sky, of having been born, of choking on a coral fragment and getting used to it. I had a dream last night that an island folded in half. I called an old woman on the phone. You know the island you love, I said. It folded in half. The line went silent. I took my glasses off, placed them on a rock, slid into the water. The folded island was covered in small orange flowers, monkey flowers. Two utility poles had fallen over. The power lines were inches from the water. I'm going to be electrocuted, I thought, and the moment I thought it, the sun set. I did not have my glasses. My night vision is terrible. Only the power lines and the monkey flowers were visible. I panicked and started swimming towards the rock where I put my glasses, but I could not find it because I could not see it. The veins on my body were lightning. I had a dream last night that I was floating, face up, like a corpse in a coffin, minus the coffin, down a long, low-ceilinged hallway, at the far end of which was a large doorway that opened onto a bright green forest 
filled with dozens of young, round-headed deer, all of them lying on each other, asleep. I had a dream last night that death was not called death, it was called expectoration. Upon expectoration, a mask, hard, made of something like wood, grows over our face. Our face turns to liquid, the liquid cascades down our body. I had a dream last night that lispectorate was a word, a verb meaning caught up or spit out, phlegm, sarcasm, laughter, disdain, in the manner of Clarice Lispector. I had a dream last night that a man gave a performance in which he visibly aged. When the performance began, he was young. By the end, he was old. The stage was large. The space for the audience was small, no seats. The man walked to the foot of the stage and said in a low voice, my house, the desert. As the bus ascended the mountain and the surveillance apparatus thickened, I felt the eager learning of my children, of children in my teeth, and touched my teeth. Nails had been driven through my teeth and gums in four places. Long nails long enough to hold a house together. The mountain was, except for mounted cameras, drones over the high claustrophobic horizon and small black bushes bare. We were passing through what Westerners believed was the epicenter of death. We were headed toward it, returning it to it, the West. The most ritually recursive flame and paintings of naked figures turning a massive wheel that grinds and motivates the earth to sacrifice its organs for the wholesale suffering of the people, bearded and asleep, in the form of bubble-like angels. I pulled the nails out. I could taste the steel. The occasional insect, shiny object, clandestine piece of surveillance equipment, wing of a weaponized mosquito. The landscape was meant to be dreaded. I could imagine being a child in it, walking with my siblings, taking a break in the lee of a bush, thinking about our ants, massive pots, long scars of ocean. A window opens between trees, yellow, leaking. The ocean has fashioned a cave into which all oceans disappear, into caves that situate dreams in daring, families torn in half, in thirds, two thirds, three fifths, shed ribbons of tape in spring, climb the ocean. A shrine burned down and was replaced with a shrine, identical but empty. Photographs of the dead, once grimaced from the walls, and the aura of a tree in the shape of smoke. Keeping, keeping cool in clay, the dead a perfect instrument. Innocence was emptiness, the calamity of no aura or shape. Returning to its alcove, the dead thrown into a milk tunnel, could only scratch a simple shrine in a prison, were pitiful in their performance, a replica of a circumstance, 
Not even the mountain and the sun, of which the shrine was once a compliment, seemed alive. A man sat beneath a tree. The tree was dry, its leaves hammered teeth. The shadows, too, were dry and hot. The sun connected directly. The entire wash looked like it had served fire seasons ago. The man, sitting between black roots, was lost or looking to lose what was following him to the desiccated end of an artery. The man had been walking two days, five days, was stuck to the ground, had a toothbrush in his pocket, hung his teeth on a limb, the toothbrush in its packaging. The sun leaked across the hill, people coming out of houses, skeletal houses, walk single file, a mountain blade, the next phase of the infinite, the mountain cuts through, rain floods then, footprints of people. I approached the altar, colorful with photographs of people I did not know, would never, but now I had seen them, as real to me as people I talk to but do not see. Are alive, loved, deserve to be visited, strangers. Go all over the rainbow, never settle. Do not situate before the gaze of one particular stranger. The dead were not gazing, they wanted it to be over, their reflection to be stronger like lunar sound, materializing a hymn of thanksgiving. To the missing living, the living are late, always clutching their face. What a f place faces immunizations. A woman had a clear plastic tube in her left arm, her vein. She needed it removed. She pulled it out a few inches to show me it was rooted to her shoulder. We stood in the doorway of a crowded gymnasium. No one stopped to acknowledge her. The crowd's indifference was threatening her stigma. There were many of her, or one of many, with similar needs that could have been addressed in minutes, but the oversaturation was taken for granted then where would the woman go? I told the woman I could help her. Let me find someone to help me help her. It was the day after tomorrow. Everyone gathered in the gymnasium with lighter, more mesh-like clothing. Everyone's motion that of people waiting for a ceremony to begin. A rally with roses. No landscape. Fireworks turning white, embers draining, and the long-drawn sleep of people who lump their head against thigh-like bark for the association of warmth against 27 degrees in the desert January. There is, in a kind of clay, the formation of a drum. The clay eats the drum. The drum is not bone, but echoes. The forest inside a vegetable Two people have a hard time relating to people, love each other, descend together into the river to pull clay. By drum, I mean machine, through which a thoughtful person might climb to reveal the love they found by hand. 
Three men stood on a hill. They had been walking three days, two days before that, months before that. The hill was a short promontory on which white moons and animals, totems of succor and attraction, inscribed mirages of these exact men on every cactus between the hill and room with AC. Are we in Kentucky, they asked. How many borders do we have to cross? Land incised by a wall becomes a beach. On one side only, the people walk, slowly contemplating their footsteps. They almost want to repair what they displaced, almost, almost. Faces, fake flowers on the altar, grow mazes. To show what is the brain, what is beyond the valley, where a child spirited up an irresolute cliff, makes the cliff bend into a bridge that binds the city green with the skin of epistol flames or spiders, for example, pulling apart anesthetic America. The stanchion, made of the tendon of all who have attempted to stretch their bodies across the current against the arrows, imprinted with the face of a mother doleful, doting. The flag is sinew, in flesh kind of anger, coming into the lining of the womb, reconstituting neither fate nor face, but saints carved out of whiteness. The eagle repulsed wants to dive off the tip of the flag, not fly, but let its small breast drop through its feathers into the dry riverbed. A gallery of ancestors expressed the same idea with their shadows. To sink through the ground of America is to meet the legions who have been buried, fall through them, lapse underground, cone meagle in its original arrangement, the world. Above the world we think we love is scar tissue. To think of a large country spoiled by its intractable people, men mostly, dense as cookies, a country divided by black rivers, white birds on ice, wings recalling, people on the other side floating, careless, somehow eternal. The lake was on fire, burning fires. We walked into the wind. The wind was bright lime. Step fires were suspended from gallows. Frogs with blinking throats on top of each other, moving their arms to show each other, these are my wigs, and rabbits, a white grasshopper hopping backwards, water buffaloes where rapiers formed, a brown braid hanging from a fence, flower of lice offered to a cave, devotions or two spirits in the cell pushing through, red hot then, effigies of someone sleeping, dreaming, mourning, is a practical matter.